0: Hey guys, and welcome to Fisher Philbrick The Show. This is your host, Michael, and I just wanna thank you for tuning in and giving us a listen. Fisher Philbrick is a management and production company that assembles, manages, and produces both creative projects and businesses. Our first project being this podcast, The Show. And so, without further ado, let's jump right on in. Hey guys, and welcome to another week, another episode on The Show. We are so glad that you are here with us today and giving us a listen so first of all thank you for that we hope your day is going well your week is going well wherever you may be wherever you find yourself night or day or even early morning we hope that it is a good day and will only get better and better from here today we have some business updates on the company we have our business segment with the title of the show That being working with difficult people, and then we have our closing with our sign-off. And here's a quick preview for what's to come for today in our business segment. You cannot stand them, they cannot stand you, and yet you're stuck with them every day. How can you show up to work each day and with a person or persons that are just overall difficult to work with? We go over some great thoughts, exercises, and tips to use when you find yourself in this place. All right, and if that does not sound interesting, we don't know what would. It'll be super helpful. So let's get a message from our sponsor, and we'll jump right on in with everything. Okay, and jumping right into our business updates, we have our business article. This week, our business article is titled, DIY Clothing Line. DIY standing for do-it-yourself if you didn't know, but we wanted to share with you a great site as well as setup that you can use to get your very own clothing line created for your business. You may find that some of your customers are asking about logo wear or where they can purchase clothing with your branding on them, which, yes, is so exciting when that happens. Or you may find that you're wanting to offer a new product line for your business, and what better way to do that than to have and offer clothing items in a clothing line to your customers. Well, if you find yourself in any of these spaces or even just want to check it out for fun, you can read all about it in this week's business article. What we share is a setup that we've used ourselves in the past, as well as we have seen other businesses and companies use. So it is a well-tested process and we'll get your designs on clothes and in your customers' hands in no time at all. You can find it on our website under articles, business articles. We will also link it for you in today's show notes. From there, our next business update is on our ring light. In the past week, we have acquired a ring light. If you didn't know, this is a circular light in the shape of a ring that's on a stand, hence the name. But we ended up getting an 18 inch one as we wanted to make sure we could utilize it for as many business opportunities as possible and because it comes with a giant and tall stand on it compared to some of the others. And if you didn't know, I, Michael, am pretty tall and if I'm helping make content videos, for Fisher Philbrick, then we wanted to make sure that I was not having to slouch or crouch down in all of the upcoming videos and photos that we create. So far, it is very cool and a really great piece of equipment. It's mostly nice for us over here since while we do have a photo studio setup in our gear, we needed something that was a bit more compact and that we could get set up and stored away quickly without having to do a 15 to 20 minute setup each time, not even including ironing the backdrops, which is a lot. The light we got also has a dimmer on it which helps with the brightness needed based on the location of where we're at, as well as a filter for if we wanted more warm lighting compared to the usual bright white lighting. Either way though, everyone who has stepped in front of the light so far looks amazing and they are super fun to play around with in general, these lights, either if it's for your business or with your family or your friends that just happen to be over and in the same area. So you should check it out. We are so glad we got it and it is going to be so impactful and shaping for what is to come with our content posting. from there. New this week, as you know, we keep the last three to four weeks of content, including this current week on our website under the new this week section. This is a great place for you to find all the content we create in the given week without having to scavenge around the site. In this one new thing we added that we wanted to mention is that instead of just linking Apple podcast links for the weekly podcast we do, we're also now adding in links for Spotify and Google podcasts as well. Though a majority of you all listening are hearing us through Apple Podcasts, yes, we can view that. Creepy, huh? But also cool. Uh, We wanted to make sure that those that are not on Apple devices can still have a way to access and listen very easily and quickly. Spotify and Google Podcasts will be the trick to get you there if you find yourself in this way, as well as you can also find us on Anchor, the platform we use to host this show, If you're looking for an additional way besides those three to connect and listen with us and finally to close us out on our updates is networking we're still moving forward with both learning how to better connect and network with others as well as our sharing what we're learning each week on our weekly show monday mornings with michael so if you want to hear more about what we're learning figuring out and traversing through be sure to check these out you can watch along with us each week at 7 a.m pacific standard time on instagram live at fisher philbrick or you can catch the replays on our Instagram account, our YouTube account, or under new this week on our website. Yes, it's really just a bit of a teaser there for the networking, but if you are interested, we've got this spot for you to learn and listen to. And with that, we are finished off with our business updates, which means we are headed to the title of the show, Working With Difficult People. Are you ready? We hope so, let's go. Okay, so jumping right into the introduction, if you haven't worked with difficult people yet, let's just say that you're incredibly lucky. However, right after saying this, we should also say that some are likely headed your way right now. So rather than say if you work with difficult people, we're going to kick this off with saying when you work with difficult people or when difficult people are around you, surrounding you. Let's also start with saying that when you're working with difficult people, it can also really take a toll on you, especially if you're having to see them every day, sharing an office space, or needing to communicate with them on a daily basis. It can make showing up to work seem unbearable and to an extent where you'd rather quit your job than spend another day working with them. Yes, that can happen. It's in this topic and realm, though, that we hope to share some practical thoughts and exercises that will really help turn things around and get you in better standing. So today we're going to go over some background, the buttons, making a plan, testing it out, seeking help, don't forget, and we're going to close it off with our conclusion headed into our sign off. So if that sounds good, we'll get right into background. All right, so as we get started within this topic on difficult people we thought it would be good to ask you about your own experiences within this. Here are some questions then to get you going. What job were you at when you worked with them? Was it just one coworker or multiple coworkers? What made them so difficult to work with? Were they always difficult to work with? What were actions they did that you could not stand? Did things ever improve? What did you do to stay sane and keep working there? And finally, what would you have done differently if you were there today? We're sure that just by asking some of these questions, you've thought of a whole handful of people from your past and maybe even your present that fit within all of this. Likely, this brings up a lot of negative emotions, feelings, and thoughts that aren't too healthy for you to keep within you nor dwell on. So as quickly as you've recalled all this, we would also say to release these negative items that may be in you right now, as we will be sure to address as much of this as we can within this topic to get things in better standing. What you'll find, though, if you go through life long enough is that difficult people are really all around you. They can be in your workplace, at the locations you frequent, within your friend groups, your classes, and even within your family. So yes, this topic can be expanded throughout your whole life and not just specifically to your workplace and business. So keep that in mind as we keep progressing throughout this today. With as many humans in the world as there are, though, there's no way that you'll drive and immediately get along with everybody. This is one of the first things that's important to note when we get going with some background in this It's the idea that it's okay and there's really nothing wrong with the fact that there will be people who you cannot stand and those that cannot stand you Of course, we would never wish this on anyone and don't say it as a way to run away from hard relationships or situations But rather we say this as a starting ground to get you going and have you start thinking of things more broadly as we continue to go throughout things we will get down to a lot of the finer details and specifics but typically once you zoom in and focus in on those areas you're much more likely to get heated up and lose some of your logic rationale and clear thinking which are all things we want and we need right so that's why we think it's best to start from afar with realizing that difficult people will be a given there's no way you can please and be favorable to everyone and overall This is okay, all right? Yes, it is okay. (laughs) You'll see throughout this that, at the heart of everything, we're all just human beings who, for the most part, are trying to get along with our lives the best we can with how we know how to do it. There are always exceptions to this, yes, of course, but if you're able to think optimistically and positively in life and towards these difficult people, you should begin to see that while your relationship with them may never be the best, it can grow to where things can be civil, professional, and maybe even get along. Therefore, rather than trying to figure out how to fix the difficult person and your experiences with them, which is likely not gonna happen nor is a good idea, we're gonna approach approving the current relationship you have with them as our overall goal and focus today. Improving a relationship can happen with anybody, even with those you don't like and that are difficult. It may be an entirely different relationship than one you've ever had or that you currently have, but it'll be one that's better than what's existing or non-existing, if you want to call it that, and really help reshape your whole life in regards to this topic. So we have a lot to go over, but we hope that this is a helpful background to get you going and get you thinking that we're going to be focusing in on the relationship and myself as the host of this. Yes, I will also share my own experiences because as you can probably guess, I have worked with so many difficult people over the years and I am excited to dive into this and I hope you are as well. So let's get on to our first section within this called the buttons. All right, so when we get right into figuring out how to best work on our relationships with difficult people in our lives, it's very easy to just say, I don't like them or they're just so hard to work with. These, though, are what you could say cop-outs, They're general sayings, They're general feelings that while, yes, they very may well be true, they really don't do anything to help yourself, the other person, the relationship, or your overall situation. So as we get started within this, we would say that the first step you should take is to do a deep dive into what it is you don't like about them. And now we don't say this as a way to condone writing out a list of grievances against the other person, nor should really anyone but yourself ever be seeing these points. The reason this will be helpful though is because you need to begin understanding, figuring out, and realizing what it is specifically that you don't like about them and what buttons of yours they're pushing. Because whether you like it or not, these things are occurring And you may be funneling them up into this general feeling of, I don't like them, or they're just so difficult. But at the heart of it and diving down deep, these things are what is happening. Many times when you are looking a bit deeper into these things, you'll find that maybe it was their upbringing, which is why they act the way they do. Maybe they're socially challenged. Maybe they speak without thinking. Maybe they don't even realize that what they're doing is annoying, inappropriate, or hard to work with. Throughout all of this, we wanna keep a positive mindset though in order to put yourself in the best place possible and to have yourself thinking clearly and with a sound mind, not just going off of your raw emotions because at the end of the day, you're wanting to improve your own life, which is a happy and positive thing. So why not look at all of this in the same way? To start, write out a list of things you don't like about them and the actions they do. Then you're gonna make a separate list of things you know about yourself that get you heated up and annoyed very easily. We will call these your buttons. (laughs) So as we go, here are some examples of this, just to show you what this could look like. These are pulling kind of from the air from past experiences, who knows, but you will likely relate to a lot of these. So here's our first list, things I don't like about them. They show up to work in a bad mood all the time and are always negative. They constantly complain about their work, their lives, their relationships, everything they complain about. They show up late to work and they leave early. They don't have good work ethic. They do their jobs half finished and to poor quality. They look messy and dirty all the time. They talk so slow and do everything super slow. They chew their food loudly. Their workstation is a mess all the time and has clutter everywhere. They act good in front of the boss but drop the act as soon as they leave. (laughs) Those are pretty great, right? And you'll see they are anything from, you know, bigger things to really small things. Like who cares that they chew their food, but hey, If that is what makes them difficult and annoying, like that's something you need to write down because that will be helpful as we continue on. And then let's jump to some of my own buttons, which is the list that you're making for yourself. You'll see in this that a lot of them match up with what the person is doing that we are thinking is annoying. And that makes sense because if these are your buttons, they are pushing a lot of them just by being themselves. So some of the buttons... People that constantly complain about their lives, lazy, ungrateful, and irresponsible people, not showing up to work or events on time, people with poor work ethic and output quality, those who talk, move, and work slow, those who are demeaning to me or look down on me, those who call me by nicknames rather than my actual name, those who are two-faced and backstabbing, those who talk poorly behind other people's backs, micromanaging, poorly given correction." As you'll see, each list really breaks things down into focusing first on the other person and what the elements are that make them a difficult person in your life. From there, you then focus in on yourself and start realizing and bringing up areas that you're aware of in yourself that can easily push you over the edge. By starting out with this exercise, you're able to better see what the actual things are that the person is doing and then also bring yourself down to their level by realizing that you also have many areas that push your buttons and get you annoyed. Nobody is perfect and that includes yourself, no matter how awful and difficult the other person may be, we should add. Once you're able to start figuring out these elements though, you can better start looking at specific instances you find yourself in when a majority of these difficult situations come up and start planning to get yourself out of there or have a strategy to use when it comes to you. We hope in this exercise you'll also notice and see things from both your lists that are petty, insignificant, and really just yourself being overdramatic in some areas. Not everything you dislike about them is really that big of a deal. However, when you start spiraling down a staircase of resentment against someone, things can get out of hand quickly on both sides. Overall, saying broadly that you don't like someone you work with or that they're difficult is not helpful. To begin working towards bettering your relationship, you need to get down to the specifics of what makes them difficult and what makes you tick. What buttons are they pushing of yours? Once you have these items down, you're then ready to take the next step of making a plan. And in my own life personally, I have found this to be the case 100% of sometimes there are people that I don't know why, but I'm just like, I don't like them. They rub me the wrong way. They're the vibes they give off are bad. You know, all of this like gut and instinct feeling of like, I just don't like them. And is that helpful to move things forward to build a relationship No, but what I have done in the past is that when I start thinking about what it is I don't like about them, I start figuring out these things of the one about, you know, doing everything slow. That is something that is one of my buttons because I like fast paced, high energy, go, go, go. And so if another person is more of the laid back and chill mentality, that is a nice way. And that is a a viable personality type. You know, they adjust everything they do. Is slower and I am fast-paced and neither one in itself is good or bad they both have positives and negatives but if I didn't know that I would just be like I can't stand them they are awful they move so slow but when I look deeper I'm like oh that's just kind of who they are as a person that's what they do they maybe have some kindness in there and I am just skipping to the first thing that pushes my buttons and that is that they're slow So hopefully that is a helpful example of how you can do that yourself when you come to these difficult people of really figuring out like, what is it that you don't like about them? And also focus in on yourself. We all have tons of things that get under our skin, that push our buttons, that make us tick, some for good reason, others for really no reason at all, like chewing loudly. That is something that I find so funny, but it is also so true. Sometimes the way people chew their food, if they're on a work break, a lunch break, Anywhere that you're around people eating, that's just something where I'm like, come on, can you close your mouth, please? You don't need to make such a display of chomping and slurping and, you know, all of that, which yes, some cultures that is appropriate and that is a given. In American culture, where I am, how I've been raised, where I'm living, where we're recording this, that is not typical. (laughs) So let's go ahead from here and move on to making a plan. Okay, so now that we have some specifics down about the difficult person and also know what makes yourself tick, you can then start making a plan. To get started, we would ask you to go over these questions with yourself. Do you think that the other person realizes all they're doing to be difficult? Which buttons of yours are they pushing constantly, day after day after day? Do you think the person realizes you're both not getting along? Or is it just a one-sided sort of thing? And then also, do you think that the person has the ability to change and improve in time? And these will all be great to start asking yourself and working through when you come to creating a plan. Many times difficult people will have no clue that they're being difficult. Maybe it's because they are full of themselves or have narcissistic tendencies, but very likely they act the way they do and the way they want without getting any pushback from management, other people around them, or really anywhere else in their lives. This is especially true if the difficult person in your life has bullying tendencies, in which case even management is afraid to approach them. Yes, this has happened. I've seen it happen. It does happen. If someone doesn't know that they're being difficult, then it is going to be nearly impossible for them to change on their own or for you to change them, as well as it's very likely that just yourself and coworkers, that you guys are the ones suffering and having to endure the difficulties. It doesn't seem fair at all, but this very well may be the reality of things. Regardless of the situation and the relationship you're working on, though, it's important to know some of these background details on them and the person that you're going to be working on and working with, as it'll really help shape your plan of working with them. And that's what we are looking to do. We want this plan to be successful. So set yourself up for success and go through some of these questions and really try to get to know them and use the information that you already know about them to get you going. So within that, here are some important notes to keep in mind when you actually get to creating your plan. The first one, you'll find that your best bet with getting along with the most difficult people in your life is to really just leave them be and that you shouldn't try to fix them. In this scenario, you're choosing not to poke the bear if left alone, then the bear will go on to do his own thing, leaving you out of the fight, the drama, and the overall mess. And it's just possibly that it's in this person's nature to be as they are, and you don't have the power to change them. So that is important to note. They also may be prone to quick anger, they might have a short fuse and are unpredictable. So that is a scenario in one case where maybe you just kind of got to take a hands off stay away, don't get involved if possible type of thing. The next, at times you'll want to avoid the difficult person as much as you can and try to stay clear of their path. If they don't see you as often, how then can they be all that difficult to you? This may not always be possible to do, but there are likely many different times where you can pass by quickly, leave the room fairly quickly after they've entered, or choose to stay out of a conversation, disagreement, or a luring tactic that they may be using to try to get you to interact with them. Make sure though in this that you're not being rude, passive aggressive, or become the difficult person yourself. In doing this, you can still walk with your head up, make eye contact, and give a polite nod and smile to them, all while being focused on moving on to the next thing that you have to do. The next, sometimes showing kindness to the difficult person will really break them open into talking to you on a whole different level than they have never done before. They may open up and share some of their past, the trials they've endured, and what they're currently struggling with in their job or in their life. As much as you don't feel like being kind or starting a conversation, sometimes this is what's needed and can really go a long way. Within this, it is particularly important and useful to do this when you're working with a difficult person that you're in constant contact with. If you can't leave them alone or avoid them, then you'll want to consider doing this. Kindness also is hard to come by in many people's lives as I'm sure you are aware of and you taking the time to take the first step can be what's needed to change the whole office dynamic. And in this, if they do open up with you, it'll help humanize them and help you understand their background and really where they're coming from, which should overall help you interact with them from there on out. The next, take time to figure out their interests, their desires, their dreams, and their wants. Even difficult people you can't stand guess what? They like to talk about themselves, and so what better way to cool things down and get in better standing with them than to talk about these things. You'll want to find as much common ground as you can, and even then, just figure out what they enjoy talking about, even if none of it relates to you or is even interesting to you. Within this, once you have a few topics you know they're intrigued with and can talk about, you now have some tools in your belt to use when encountering them spend time looking up info on their interests so that you can have topics to talk about and have some basic understanding on what you're discussing. And the last part within this point is that remembering what they're interested in will in itself be appealing to most people since it shows a certain level of care for you to remember their own life and their interests and to actually ask about them, how they're doing, how it's going in this and this project that they told you about. And even if they don't like you, this will still typically earn you respect and a level of professionalism from them. So regardless of the outcomes and if you're interested in it, this is a great way to break the ice and get your relationship in better standing. The next one from here, don't talk about topics that you know are disagreeable among the both of you. If you know they're very much of one opinion and you're of the other, guess what? Don't talk about it. If it gets brought up, look for ways to change the subject or mention that it's probably best if you don't discuss the topic at the moment and while at work, if this is a scenario where you are at work. Within this, if you know your own buttons and what gets you heated up, don't purposely entice them into disagreeing with you. Be smart and be the bigger person and use your words wisely and communicate smartly. That was our last episode. Go back and listen to it if you're having trouble with that smart communication. Likewise, if you know topics they're passionate about, that you just cannot stand and have nothing good to add to them, stay out of those conversations or veer conversations away from getting there. You can't always do this, but a majority of the times you can get out of these topics quite easily. I've seen that myself. I live that <laughs> on a daily basis for quite a few of the different jobs I've had over the years. The next, sometimes you just have to shut up and take what they're saying and what they're giving to you. This is particularly true when the difficult people are working above you, when they're in charge of you, or if the person is very touchy and a hothead. In these scenarios, talking back will do nothing and trying to prove why they're wrong, why you did what you did, how they're being difficult, and your thoughts on the whole thing is not helpful and will most times make you look unprofessional, rude, and that you are the difficult person, and we are not trying to be difficult (laughs) to this person in this scenario. Within this, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. Keep your mouth shut. If you don't agree with what they're saying, say nothing. If they're correcting your action or behavior poorly, show that you understand what they're saying, all while keeping your mouth shut and really limiting your responses to short phrases. So if they are correcting you because you did something wrong or they think you did something wrong and they're doing it in a rude way, which is so common, a lot of people do not know how to correct in a constructive way, but if you find yourself in this, keep it to short phrases such as, okay, thanks for letting me know. Sure thing, we'll do that next time. So sorry about that, it won't happen again. As you see, there, is not emo- like, there isn't a lot of emotion in the voice right there and that is just fine. They're not gonna be expecting you to be happy when they're correcting you. They want to know that you've heard them and that you know what they're saying and that you will make a change. So regardless of the script going on in your head of how upset you are and how they are you know, wrong or doing this wrong, just keep it short to that. You'll save yourself so much time, conflict, drama. From there, the last two, agree to disagree or agree for the sake of agreeing. This idea will really be based on who you are as a person and your communication style and your comfortability within it all. If the difficult person is somewhat sensible, then letting them know in the conversation that you don't agree, but that that's okay, and you can agree to disagree, this may work well for you. If they are more of the bully type, then you may find that telling them what they want to hear will be your best tactic. And there's really no rule as to when to use this, but rather based on the person, you'll likely be able to figure out which works best. And within this, you can be agreeable with someone's conversation without saying you fully agree with them. This is tricky to do and really makes you choose your words carefully, but it can be done. So don't think that this second option puts you down as a loss or gives up your own standings or what you're believing in or what you would stand for. But rather, this is the idea that you're choosing to be agreeable in nature. You're keeping the conversation going without really adding in any input of what you believe in your opinion, you're just having a conversation as if you're an outside party looking in and just going along with it. I've done this a ton as well and it is very tricky because your mind is going really fast like, okay, if they bring it here, I'm gonna say this, if they bring it here, I'm gonna keep it at this because I don't wanna step here and I don't wanna step there but we need to keep this going so that eventually we can change the conversation. And the very last one within this is don't start drama. Yes, we're talking about you. It is so easy to provoke and bait the difficult person into being the worst selves when you're annoyed or you're just having a bad day and you're like, hey, we're gonna bring everyone down on this ship with me. But within this, don't push their buttons no matter how badly you want to and don't start unnecessary drama. Don't talk behind their backs about them. It'll eventually come back to them and ruin what you're trying to do and make things worse even if you don't think it'll come back to them. Trust us, it will, it is not worth it. Within this too, don't put them down or really talk about them at all to your fellow coworkers. If you have complaints, save it for your boss and in a professional meeting setting, or wait till you get home and pour out your feelings to your spouse, significant other, your family, or your friends. Keep it out of work. And lastly, you need to be the bigger person in this, which can be very difficult, but if you really want to work on this, this is what is going to be required, and that starts with being in control of your actions, your thoughts, and your words. So within this of doing all of this, you don't want to sabotage what you're working towards by starting and creating unnecessary drama. And really, so much of the world would be better off and there would be so much less conflicts and disagreements and arguing and... I don't know, just a lot of not great stuff if people had more self-control. Okay, so now from here that we've gone through some of these different notes, you'll wanna start putting together what you currently know about the person and create a plan that'll help you start improving your relationship. Not all of these plans and notes that we gave will work and have success instantly, so you'll likely need to do a combination of these things before you start building your relationship with the person and actually start to see differences. An example of this would be if they are really touchy and angry overall, then you're gonna wanna start with avoiding them whenever possible. However, that can slowly work into giving head nods, smiles, and short greetings when you're passing them. So you're still somewhat avoiding them, but you're getting a little bit closer. And then after a while, you may see that this starts to work them over a bit towards being less abrasive towards yourself, it's then that you could then try and start asking how their weekend went and what they're looking forward to doing after work or on their time off, what their hobbies or interests are. And once you get some information about them and that doorway has opened a little bit, then you can really focus your upcoming conversations about them and these topics. From there, as things get a bit better, you can start having longer conversations with them and show kindness to them whenever and wherever you can, which will be kind of a constant and given throughout this whole process is you need to be kind and you should be kind in general and overall it will be a process that takes time but you should slowly start to see things get better or at least better than where they are now and then to wrap up this section you're wanting to start with figuring out what kind of difficult person they are and really all that you know about them from there create a plan that has a few different elements to it that you can start implementing keep in mind though that you may need to still be extra cautious and step carefully around them But hopefully, in time, you'll be able to build a different relationship to the one you currently have, which can then get things to being more civil, professional, and one that can get along. And for myself personally, I know that some of the most important ones that I've used, well, a lot of those are the ones we just went over. But the whole like, if you know they're, you know, heated and get angry, just you don't really need to talk to them. A lot of times they like to be left alone. So you're, relationship could be like maybe in the past you would always talk back to them or you would try to like force conversations and they're just not looking for that. They're not interested in that for whatever reason they would have a better relationship with you if you only talk to them when you needed to for the job and besides that they don't want anything else. So in that case I'd be like okay once I know that like I'll try to keep my distance unless I have something that needs their attention and then I'll go to them. Other times though, I've seen when you are kind of stuck with a lot of these people, that tactic of finding out what they're interested in, what they do besides work, will be the one thing that will save your life and will really work on the relationship with them, yourself, and make your whole working experience so much better because like we said, people do like to talk about themselves and then as they're talking about themselves, you can add in your own comments, your notes, you're like, oh, you're interested in that? I had no idea. I also did this and this in my past. Or you do that, how cool. I've always wanted to do that. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? How'd you get into that? Like there are so many openings now of things you can talk about. And yes, I do like to talk and I'm conversational and a good conversationalist. So for me, as soon as I get a few points, I'm like, this is candy, it's the gold mine because we can go in so many different places now. So keep that in mind of kind of being the important things as you're going and just as you're seeing in your own life of like really knowing like what kind of person they are and the more you work with people, you'll see that there are maybe a few oddballs here and there where you're like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do but for the most part, a lot of people are similar and you're like, oh, I've worked with someone like this at this job, this is what I did It worked well, so we're gonna try this out and just go from there. And so with that, let's go ahead and move on to our next section of testing it out. All right, so once you've gotten a plan created, one that you think should make things better, it is time to start implementing it and testing it out. This will look different for each person you come across and will really vary with the situations you're in, the workplace you're in, the surroundings, but we did wanna share some good tips and tricks to keep in mind and to get you going and to really encourage you as you go throughout this. So, let's jump right into these. The first, change takes time and does not happen overnight. You need to be patient with the person as well as yourself as you start to work towards bettering the relationship and your working atmosphere. Next, relationships take a lot of work. Those you love and are friends with take a lot of hard work, effort, and intentionality to them in order for them to be at their best and functioning well. This is likely doubled or tripled when you're working towards a relationship with someone you don't like, is difficult, or that is even mean to you. Next, you may have the wrong plan being implemented and see that it's not working or may even be making things worse. If this is the case, stop immediately and take a break from them and the situation if possible. Going a step backwards is always better than making things worse and ruining a relationship. Next, remember and remind yourself constantly that they are human just like you, and have everyday struggles and conflicts that you don't know about nor likely will ever know about try to put yourself in their shoes or if you can't do so come back to the thought that you don't know why they are how they are and guess what that's okay within this make sure you also remind yourself that they're different from you and that that is okay as well too many times you may feel like things would be so much easier if the difficult person was just more like you This though is the wrong line of thought. You need to come to the realization that they're different from you and you can't change them, but you can rather focus on improving the situation around the both of you, which is your relationship with the other person. You've just got to really shift your mindset and keep bringing it back here into this line of thought. Next, kindness and being genuine goes a long way. People can tell very easily when they're being manipulated or if a person is being fake. Your overall goal here is to be real and genuine with them to then overall improve the relationship you have with them. If you're not at a point where you can be genuine or kind to them, then you need to remove yourself and either try a new tactic or work on yourself first. Within this, if you're asking what they're interested in, actually show you care about what they're saying and the question you've asked, listen. Be an active listener. Nothing is more rude than when someone is asking a question because they feel obligated to ask when they really don't care or really even want to know the answer. Man, that is so true. We're sure you have felt that and have gone through that as well. The next few, you'll be practicing a great deal of self-control throughout this entire process. Just know that right off the bat, it won't be easy for you and you'll likely have many hard and frustrating days ahead of you, but don't be alarmed by this and just know that you're growing as a person yourself. Finally, make sure you have someone outside of work that you can talk to and use as a support system. The big emphasis is outside of work. Even if you work with your best friend, they should be kept at a distance from this. You want clear and unbiased support, advice, questioning from the person you're confiding in. Having someone to talk to will be greatly beneficial for your own mental and emotional health and can also be used as encouragement to keep enduring and working hard on the relationship. Or within this, they may also bring up thoughts and questions that you haven't even considered. Sometimes being too involved and too close to something skews your vision, your clarity, your reasoning, and your decision-making. Getting outside support and a look at things will be so helpful. So overall, testing your plan out will be a bit scary, intimidating, and uncomfortable. If you know this going into things though, then you'll be better set up to endure what needs to be done in order to reach your results. Change takes time as well, so you must remember to stay strong and remain optimistic and positive for your future and all that is to come within it this sort of mindset will go a long ways and allow you to get through so many of these possibly hard times and now we're not saying that all of them will be extremely difficult but we do want to let you know that maybe it is depending on how well you get along with other people or how good you are at communicating it can go a number of different ways as we mentioned a lot of times just being kind and genuine and you know asking about themselves will be a great way and is doing that really that hard no not really but if they are the type that are easily angered or they just for some reason don't like you then maybe that is the wrong tactic and even though you're really good at going that way you need to see like hey as I'm testing this out and trying to get to know them they just seem to be getting even colder towards me of like okay let's stop this right now let's Back away, go to where, like, I just say hello to them when I come into the office. And that is that. And then maybe in a few weeks or even a few months, things will get a bit better, where then I can try a different tactic of, I don't know, you know, it'll be based on your own situation and what you know about them. And keep in mind, too, that within this, we talk a lot about like, you don't know what's happening in their life. It may not even be that you're going about something wrong, it could be they have a lot going on at their house, with their kids, with their spouse, you know, you don't know. So that is just a huge thing to keep in mind as we keep going throughout this is, you know you know what you know of them at work. You only know them most likely at work or whatever setting they're in if this is a different relationship. They are likely so many different other people and they have so much riding on them that they have to take with them and put the hats on and off and on and off and go from here to here to there and they may not even notice how they're treating people, say at their work or with their family, but if they've got a lot going on, it will just all come out in subtle and maybe not so subtle ways. So keep that in mind, but just know that it will take some work going into it, but you will grow exponentially as yourself in communicating as a person yourself. And just, these are really great habits to get used to so that you can connect well with those around you. At the heart of things, People want connection. They want to connect and have meaningful relationships. Hopefully, you will get that in a lot of different people that are not necessarily difficult, but within that, practicing this with difficult people will make it so much easier when you're doing this with people you just instantly get along with or while you're having to network because that is a big thing, especially in the business world. So within that, let's go to our next section, which is seeking help. All right, if you've gone through what we've suggested and you see that one, your plan isn't working, and two, things are progressively getting worse, then we would say it is time to seek help. In the beginning of things, getting wise counsel from your family, a close friend, mentor, or even your therapist, if you're seeing one, will be a great step to take. This being after you've done some of the above work we've talked about of figuring out and pinpointing your situation with them and what the specifics of the person are that makes them and everything around you so difficult. However, fairly quickly, if things are progressively rising and getting worse, you'll want to reach out directly to your manager and possibly even human resources, depending on your situation. Typically, managers will want you to come to them first, as they may be able to help in the situation and mitigate things and going above them will only leave them feeling annoyed and possibly hurt that you didn't feel comfortable and safe coming to them. At the end of the day though, you need to make sure that you're looking out for yourself and taking the steps you feel most comfortable with. If that's scheduling a meeting with your manager to talk about things at work, then great. If it's reaching out to human resources to see what can be done, then go ahead and get going there. The main thing though, is that you don't want things to get any worse than they are, both for yourself for the other person, and for the company as a whole. Toxic work environments are extremely dangerous and poisonous to any company out there, and even just one toxic person can be enough to spread unrest, resentment, disagreements, and unhappiness among the full team. So, even if you think it may just be a small issue that's targeted at yourself, you should still seek advice and counsel from your manager or someone within the company that can help. If the difficult person is your manager, then contacting upper management and human resources would be a good step to take, although you'll have to tread extremely carefully. But if you do keep things you know, civil, professional, and as optimistically as you can, then they should be able to see that you're wanting the best for everyone in the company and that you aren't, in turn, trying to be the difficult person yourself. Here are some scenarios and examples that we thought would be helpful within this. So if you're talking to your manager, hey manager, (laughs) I've noticed that Fisher and I don't exactly see eye to eye on many things and it's gotten to a point where it's made working our shifts together kind of difficult. Is there any way we could sit down and talk about this a bit more? Once you are able to sit down, lightly explain some situations that are occurring, what you've done thus far to mitigate things, let them know it isn't really working and things seem to be getting worse. From there, possibly see if you can work different shifts, change locations and if needed, either transfer stores, departments, or locations, those would be more drastic, but that is something, especially depending on where you're working, that if there are a lot of different, say, coffee shops or restaurants, (laughs) you can either move or they can move themselves. And lastly, seek their advice for next steps and what you should do. Most likely, if they have been in management for a while, they will have come across many different instances of people not getting along. That is just something that is any given when you're managing people. So they should have some good tools in their belt to help you out, as well as shed you a listening ear and know kind of what you're going through so that they can then help you. On the other hand, let's say we're talking to human resources. This could be something like, hi there i just wanted to check in to see if we could schedule a meeting to go over some workplace concerns i have and situations i've been going through thanks this would be more of like an email or maybe if they do have an office checking in with like the front desk person to see if you can get a meeting scheduled once you are in that meeting explain some situations that are occurring what you've done thus far to mitigate things that it isn't working And things seem to be getting worse if you've already talked to your manager then you wouldn't be wanting to let them know what the manager has said and done since you brought up the situation and that maybe it isn't working or it still is getting worse as well as if it's regarding your manager let them know this and then seek their advice for next steps and what you should do overall within this section this step is taken when everything you've tried doing has not worked and things are just getting worse with a work environment that now has you with one foot out the door. If you truly like the job you're at and it's just the difficult person making it hard to be there, then take the brave step of seeking help. It won't be easy and will be a series of likely scary and uncomfortable meetings, but in the end, your goal is to turn things around. And if you're able to turn things around with good coming from it all, then it is worth the discomfort and anxiety that comes with seeking help. And for myself personally, this one is very tricky. I haven't been in situations where I have necessarily needed to seek help just because I can usually get along very well with people and it's one of my skills on interviews when I can say like hey I actually get a you know I get along well with really any type of person maybe internally I don't like them but I can get through work shifts with them I can you know just keep going and keep my mouth shut and really communicate well within that but I have had it where I let a manager know like hey I'm seeing what's happening between these people and they are mistreating this other worker, and it's making me uncomfortable, and it's just not a good situation. So, not that I'm tattling, but more I'm bringing it up within this setting of like, I'm seeing things getting out of control, both sides are not doing well, two employees are, you know, not being nice to another employee, there's nothing I can do, and I am not foolish enough to jump in between because that is just not something you do, it's not wise, it's not smart and because I am a worker. I'm not in management. So what did I do? I would go to my manager and let them know like, hey, this is something I'm seeing. It's concerning to me, and I'm concerned for the one employee who's being mistreated, but also for the others because it's just a bad work environment, and if it is for them, then it is for me, and that's where how we mentioned just a toxic work atmosphere is really so dangerous. Really, we could have a whole episode on that alone, <laughs> uh, which maybe we will. But Hopefully that is helpful as we get going and let's close it out with our last section right before we get to our conclusion called Don't Forget. Okay, as we get towards closing out on this topic, we wanted to make sure that you don't forget a super important part and element to all of these difficult people in your lives and it's that they are just as human as you are. They had their own families they grew up in, their own hardships to overcome, their own upbringings and experiences that have shaped who they are today, They have insecurities and doubts about themselves and life in general. They have habits they wish they didn't. They have trouble overcoming difficult situations that arise in their lives. They really are just like you. That's right. As hard as it is to say and start thinking about, we really are not all too different from one another. Yes, at the finer level of things, there are a multitude of differences within each of us that truly make us unique but what's everything else that's there? It's likely a story that encompasses many similar and common elements of your own. Or maybe it's a story that is so radically different from the life you've lived, and if this is the case, then can you really blame them for how they are and how they treat you? And this isn't to give anyone excuses or to condone behavior, but rather to look at things a little bit differently when you come to difficult people in your life that you have a hard time working with or even understanding, and maybe you never will understand them. In this it is okay to be content with realizing that you'll never be friends with them likely not understand fully why they are as they are and that you cannot change them they're just as human as you and thinking you're better than them will not get you anywhere so let us say again don't forget they're human and i think for myself this is such a huge point to really anyone you're working with people you're coming into contact with is that it is so easy to jump to the negative elements or the aspects of the other person, even if it's not in a situation where you're gonna be working with them, but just to get in that mindset of like, oh, look at them, look at what they're doing from afar, even while you're out and about, but really taking it back to like, hey, they're human, they have reasons for why they are, how they are, and they, yes, are different than me, but really, are they that different from me? You know, There are so many things that you probably share with one another, And I know just as I've worked over the years in many different jobs with countless different people, is that figuring out ways to really get to know them and humanize them, I would say, because it is so easy, you know, how we mentioned earlier in this episode, how once you start going down this staircase, it is so easy to just pick and pull all these little things and all of a sudden you have this monster standing before you in your mind and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Let's take things a step back and really try to see who they are as a person as a human being I know kind of a funny story I have within this was when I was working at the pool We had to take off these huge tarps I was lifeguarding and I always worked the morning opening shifts and this one person always bent down super weird They took like triple the time to pull up the tarp Just everything with the tarp was very slow and really weird where I was like what is wrong with them? What are they doing? And you know, I already mentioned I I guess you know I'm not very patient. So that was one thing. And then the weird stance they were doing, like there was just so much to it. And I was like, ugh, you know, like the, the actual work atmosphere was not that bad, but it was, you know, just this starting to grow of like, and what else do they do? But I figured out after talking to them, getting to know them a little more, they had an injury when they were younger where they like fell off a roof or somewhere really up high, they broke their one of their legs, and they have a steel plate. In their leg that prevented them from fully crouching down and using the full mobility of their leg and can you imagine how I felt after you know for like the last few days or weeks I had been like criticizing them in my mind and here I find out that they are doing the best they can they literally cannot help that they can't bend all the way down to reach the tarps in the pool oh (laughs) my gosh and you know that is just such a small story but I always come back to that and You know, even knowing like to me, it wasn't a huge thing. A lot of these things are, you know, I'm not classifying these people as difficult people. It's just like these little annoyances that you find in other people. So even if you are thinking throughout all this, like, hey, I, you know, I get along with everyone. There are no difficult people. It doesn't have to be that they are abrasive or awful towards you or really anything is wrong. It can just be these instances of like little moments that you find yourself like criticizing them in your mind. And then that can really easily turn into something much worse and much bigger. But rather, I found that as I get to know them, a lot of times you do figure out the reasons why people do things and the reasons of why they are how they are. So, knowing that they're human, that story about the person with a steel plate in their leg, I always come back to that. I'm like, oh my gosh, really, you guys, we have no idea what other people are doing and the lives they've lived, even if we think we do. Just because you work with them and you see them every day, does that mean you know about them? No, it actually does not. So hopefully that was helpful. I have been waiting to share that story. I think it is so like hits home with this whole overall topic. So let's go to our conclusion and then we will sign things off. Okay, for our conclusion, let's start with our key takeaways. Rather than trying to fix a difficult person, come to the conclusion that you want to work on improving the overall relationship that you have with them. Next, figure out the specific things that you don't like about the person, as well as the areas that easily anger, annoy, and push your own buttons. Next, create a plan and even plans that you can start implementing in your workplace and when you come across the difficult person. From there, test out the plan and give it the time it needs to start seeing results. Next, if things aren't improving and are getting worse, then you should seek help immediately. Help from your manager, your boss, or human resources. And finally, don't forget that no matter what, difficult people are just as human as you. And now for our challenge, we challenge you to take the time to work through what we went over today with current relationships you have in your life that could be considered difficult people. It can be someone in your workplace, at the gym, in your house, your extended family, among your friend and social groups really anywhere. Go through the exercises, notes, and thoughts we've shared with you and start thinking out and implementing this into at least one difficult relationship you have. Remind yourself that it'll take time to get things moving forward and to get to a better extent, but also that if you don't start today, then things cannot get any better than where they currently are. From here, feel free to loop us in and let us know what you learned today about this area of working with difficult people and the relationships you have within that and focusing in on us improving our overall relationship with these difficult people. We're here to help in any way we can, and are more than happy to provide you with additional support if possible, so don't hesitate to reach out to us. And with that, let's go ahead and jump to our final sign-off. When it comes to difficult people, you'll soon see, if you haven't already, that they're bound to come your way. So if you know that's a given, then why not take the extra time to really focus in on how you can work the best with them in order to get yourself in the best standing possible, as well as hopefully for the other person too. While you certainly can't change other people, nor should you attempt to do so, you can definitely start with changing yourself and your attitude towards the whole situation. Rather than focusing in on all that you dislike about them, turn things into a personal challenge of seeing how you can improve your relationship with them. Improving a relationship can be very small things that will never get all too far along or they can be big things over the course of time that get you incredibly improved relationships and situations with that person. You'd be surprised but you may find that you actually become acquaintances or even friends with them. Yes, that can actually happen. So if you don't try though, you'll never know. As well as instead, you'll be stuck wallowing in your unhappiness and likely start seeing negative effects throughout all other areas of your life. This is true in so many circumstances where you start with this mindset that leads you down here, and it just progresses going further and further and further. That's why we've tried really hard today to focus in on having a positive and optimistic mindset, as well as these small tips and tricks of focusing in on the relationship and how you can improve both yourself and the other person, get to know them, create meaningful relationships, and just remember that they are human and that they do have their own stories behind them. So within this, Take the journey of improving your relationship with difficult people, no matter how difficult it may seem. It will be worth it. All right, you guys, that's it for us today in this episode. Thanks so much for listening once again. We so appreciate it and we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Have a great day. (laughs)